This is the Capital Literature Podcast, bringing you investment letters in audio. The Capital Literature Podcast is a SEBITS capital service for the investment community. This podcast is for informational and educational purposes only and should not be relied upon as a basis for investment decisions. All rights belong to the respective owners. Vulcan Value Partners, 4th Quarter, 2021 Portfolio Review General After very strong absolute and relative returns through the first nine months of the year, all of our investment strategies lagged their benchmarks during the fourth quarter. For the year, all of our investment strategies produced double-digit absolute returns, and four out of our five strategies beat their primary and secondary benchmarks as well. As we have often said, We place no weight on short-term results, good or bad, and neither should you. In fact, we have made and will continue to make decisions that negatively impact short-term performance when we think we can improve our long-term returns and lower risk. We encourage you to place more weight on our longer-term historical results and a great deal of weight on our long-term prospects. All five of our investment strategies have produced exceptional long-term returns. In fact, Three of our five strategies are in the top 1% of their peer group since inception, one is in the top 2%, and one is in the top 5%. These results are detailed in the table below. Our investment process. In its simplest terms value investing is quantifying the present value of a free cash flow stream and purchasing that free cash flow stream at a discount to its present value. The discount to fair value provides a margin of safety. This margin of safety does not protect us from stock price volatility but allows us to take advantage of it if our values are stable. Our investment process employs a dual discipline. The pillars of our investment philosophy are value stability and a long-term time horizon, which is five plus years. The two are related. We must have a sustainable margin of safety in terms of value over price. Value stability is important for two reasons. First, because the companies we own have stable values, Stock price volatility creates opportunity for us. Stock prices are more volatile than our values which enables us to increase our margin of safety when price inevitably deviates from value. Second, if a stock is mispriced, there are two ways for that gap to close. Value can fall to meet price or price can rise to meet value. A stable value gives us confidence that when the gap is closed, it will close by price rising to meet value. A long-term time horizon allows us to be agnostic as to when the market closes the price-to-value gap. As long as our values are stable and growing over time, we are paid to wait until price rises to meet value. By our math, most of the stable value companies described above are overvalued most of the time. However, we follow them, sometimes for well over a decade, so that we can purchase them with a margin of safety should they ever become discounted. We call this collection of stable value companies our MVP list. We can always find statistically cheap companies, but we have no interest in owning them if they do not have stable values. Adding a company to our MVP list means that we are making the decision to buy it should it become discounted. We invest the resources to follow these MVP companies almost as if they were in the portfolio. We keep our values current and do a deep dive review every two years to make sure that the company's competitive position remains strong and hopefully is getting stronger. Because value stability is so important to us, we are paranoid about disruption. We want to be on the right side of any potential disruption. If we are not highly confident that a company's competitive position remains intact, we remove the company from the MVP list. If we do not know, we do not play. 
Even if we think that a company will probably be okay, probably is not enough to remain on our MVP list. The MVP list evolves over time. Some companies have remained on it consistently. A number of businesses that used to qualify no longer do. Coming out of the global financial crisis, we had a lot of exposure to content distribution companies, cable and satellite, traditional media companies, and consumer branded companies. Very few of those businesses qualify today. On the other hand, there are businesses that have become more competitively entrenched over time that we have added to the MVP list that were not on it at that time. There are several advantages to this process. One advantage is that we can observe the actual results that these businesses deliver and compare those results to the assumptions we are using to value the business over a long period of time. As we evaluate these actual results, we gain confidence that our values are approximately right. Oftentimes, the actual results of the companies on our MVP list exceed the assumptions we are using to value them. Another advantage of our investment process is that we get to know the businesses on our MVP list and the people running them very well. As a result, when there is stock price volatility, we can move decisively to allocate capital into extraordinary businesses when they become discounted because we know the businesses well and we have confidence that our values are stable. It is very much like being prepared for a pop quiz. You never know when the test is going to happen, but if you have done your homework, you are well prepared when it does. Mispricing opportunities often present themselves when short-term results are not representative of the present value of a free cash flow stream. Sometimes these short-term results deviate from normal earning power because of transitory issues that have very little impact on our long-hand discounted cash flow analysis, which means that our values remain stable. As an example, short-term results can deviate because of long-term investment opportunities and, or investments required to strengthen a company's economic moat. As long-term investors, we can look at the same set of facts as other market participants, who almost always have much shorter time horizons than we do and arrive at different conclusions about a company's intrinsic worth. People sometimes ask what do you see that others don't see? Why do you disagree with Mr. Market about a company's prospects? Why is your value different than the current stock price? The answer is our time horizon and the dual discipline that we follow because of that time horizon. Examples of companies willing to sacrifice short-term results to build long-term value include Alphabet Incorporated invested heavily in YouTube, which has become very valuable. It is doing the same thing in Google Cloud today. Wayfair is a company that invested heavily in building its competitive advantages but was losing money and had negative free cash flow. The pandemic accelerated the company's transition to scale, and they are now leveraging those investments to strengthen their competitive advantages. Post-COVID, the company is profitable and generating free cash flow as the company has begun to reap the benefits of these investments during the pandemic. Splunk Incorporated has generated significant levels of free cash flow in the recent past. The company is investing heavily to transition its business into the cloud which is temporarily depressing margins and negatively impacting free cash flow. These investments are paying off and will enable the company to have higher profitability and more free cash flow than it otherwise would have had if it did not make these investments. This phenomenon is nothing new. In addition to the businesses that we currently own above, we have had successful investments in similar situations from Vulcan Value Partners' earliest days. These examples include Oracle, Boeing, Discovery Communications, and DirecTV, to name a few. As an aside, Some of these businesses remain on our MVP list and some do not. 
In all these cases, capital allocation decisions penalize near-term free cash flow but increase the present value of future cash flow streams. The above examples represent capital allocation decisions made by our management teams in terms of how the free cash flow is returned to us or reinvested on our behalf. Value growth is not the same thing as earnings growth. Our value growth is a function of both the free cash flow that our companies produce and the growth of that free cash flow coupon our companies enjoy. We invest with management teams that make capital allocation decisions through a long-term lens, consistent with our own, rather than with a short-term focus. Our process is consistent, however, as referenced above, the opportunity set changes over time. By applying this process consistently over our long-term time horizon, we believe that we can meet our long-term goals of protecting capital and earning superior returns on that capital. Specifically, we strive to reduce the risk of a permanent loss of capital and earn a double-digit real return above inflation over the long term. We are pleased that we have met this goal since Vulcan was founded. The Importance of Valuation We always say that we learn more by studying our mistakes than by dwelling on our successes. In the occasions where we have made valuation errors, we have been wrong more often on slower-growing companies than we have been on faster-growing companies. Case in point, National Oil Well Varco Incorporated, NOV. We have written in the past about our mistakes with NOV and the lessons we have learned. NOV was and is a relatively slow-growing company. Its business was more sensitive to energy prices than we originally thought. As a result, not only did its value not grow while we owned it, it declined. In contrast, we made a different kind of mistake about a decade ago. Google, now Alphabet, performed very well for us while we owned it. The company kept outperforming our assumptions and we kept lowering them to be conservative. Trees do not grow to the sky. The stock kept going up and our value grew but did not keep pace with the stock. It hit our estimate of fair value and we sold it with a nice gain, patting ourselves on the back. We kept following the company and what they actually did over the next several years was roughly double the assumptions we used to value it. Therefore, our value was too conservative, and we sold it too cheaply, missing many years of compounding. Fortunately, we experienced some volatility several years ago that allowed us to purchase Alphabet, Google, again with a margin of safety. What do these very different mistakes tell us? What can we learn from them? In order to execute our investment philosophy, we need to follow our dual discipline and limit ourselves to companies with stable values and purchase them with a margin of safety. We also need to be reasonably good at valuation. Numerous comparables would suggest that we are accurate most of the time. It does not matter whether a company grows fast, not very much, or not at all as long as it is taken into account in our valuations. The important thing is to have a reasonably accurate, conservatively biased estimate of intrinsic worth. Regardless of a company's growth rate, if your assumptions are wrong the value will be wrong. You can be just as wrong in your assumptions in a slow-growing company as you can in a fast-growing company. As value investors, we can value and own companies that grow at any rate as long as we can do so with a margin of safety. Short-term risks and long-term opportunities While our prospective returns over our 5-plus year time horizon are very attractive, we have no idea what our short-term performance will be. We realize that stock price volatility can be stressful for many people. Because of our dual discipline of limiting ourselves to companies with inherently stable values and only owning them with a margin of safety, we embrace stock price volatility. As our clients, you can rest assured that we will follow our discipline and use stock price volatility to lower true risk and improve our prospective returns. 
There are some headwinds that could cause our short-term returns to be challenging. These headwinds include rising interest rates, tighter monetary policy by the U.S. Federal Reserve, higher inflation, government policy changes, geopolitical risks, and Wall Street fashion risk. While these factors might cause our short-term results to suffer, they should not have a material impact on our long-term prospective returns and, in fact, should create additional opportunity for us if we experience downward stock price volatility. Let us take a closer look at each of these factors and see how they might impact our long-term prospective returns. Interest rates have risen from their lows and should continue to do so according to the U.S. Federal Reserve's own minutes. We have been bearish on bonds for years and remain so. A year ago, a buyer of a 10-year treasury was accepting a negative real return. The 10-year treasury was yielding 0.93% and inflation was approximately 1.4%. At year-end, with the 10-year treasury yield up 60 basis points to 1.52%, and with inflation much higher than a year ago at 7.0%, the 10-year treasury's negative real rate of return is materially worse. The implication is that interest rates have to rise significantly to provide a fair rate of return. Although our companies produce free cash flow, many of them also have high equity duration. The reason they have high equity duration is that they have sustainable competitive advantages, so they are going to be around for a while. This is a good problem to have. Rising rates reduce the present value of all financial assets. Longer duration assets suffer more than shorter duration assets. Companies without pricing power, most companies, suffer more than companies with pricing power, our companies. Our values are based on 100-year relationships between interest rates, inflation, and real GDP growth rates. Therefore, we did not lower our discount rates and write up our values when the 10-year treasury was below 1%. We do not have to raise our discount rates and write down our values now. Interest rates would have to rise several hundred basis points before they reach the levels we have been using for years. Therefore, our values remain stable even as market and terrorist rates rise. Moreover, the prices of the companies we own are substantially less than our estimates of intrinsic worth. Tighter monetary policy is related to but also distinct from rising interest rates. When the Federal Reserve removes liquidity, markets tend to perform worse than when liquidity is ample. Moreover, the economy faces headwinds to growth as liquidity is removed. If the Federal Reserve miscalculates then recessions follow. The economy is strong today and can withstand liquidity headwinds. However, with high inflation and tightening monetary policy the risk of a U.S. recession within the next few years has risen. Our stable value companies have proven to be resilient during recessions. In fact, we have never experienced a single year when our values have not grown, including during the global financial crisis. Because they generate free cash flow, their values just grow more slowly during a recession. Our companies tend to emerge more competitively entrenched after a downturn because they have the resources to continue to invest while their competitors often are not so fortunate. Higher inflation is bad for the economy in general. However, companies that have pricing power can pass on higher costs and thereby create an inflation hedge for their owners. In addition, Companies with pricing power pull forward free cash flow, thereby lowering their equity duration, and offsetting the negative effects of higher interest rates, which typically accompany higher inflation. Our companies have pricing power. Most businesses do not. While rising inflation can have a short-term negative impact on stock price performance it should not have any negative impact on our real value growth and therefore no impact on our real prospective returns. 
Our nominal perspective returns will be higher. Mr. Market has not differentiated between companies with pricing power and companies that do not have it because inflation has been so low for so long. It is possible that markets will begin to differentiate again, and that repricing would benefit us. It is difficult to understand why the benefits of free enterprise and capitalism are not better appreciated and encouraged by policymakers. Nothing has done more to eliminate poverty and improve quality of life around the world as much as capitalism. Policies that encourage businesses to invest and therefore create jobs and wealth should be implemented to improve living standards for everyone. Policies that punish financial success, discourage entrepreneurship, savings, and investment should not be considered. If poor policy choices are made in the future, they will have a negative impact on the economy and reduce everyone's prospective returns, including our own. With this perspective in mind, we are not, however, overly concerned about potential antitrust legislation. In an extreme scenario, if some of our companies were broken up it would call attention to their segment values, and we would most likely see their price-to-value ratios move closer to fair value. Geopolitical risk is rising. As this letter is being written, tensions between the West and Russia over a possible invasion of Ukraine are very high. Longer-term risks, perhaps not long enough, are rising that China will attempt to invade Taiwan. A great deal of global semiconductor production for the most advanced chips has been outsourced to foundries in Asia. Taiwan Semiconductor is the largest foundry in the world. We are experiencing the consequences of chip shortages today. It is difficult to overstate the impact that an invasion of Taiwan would have if it were to happen anytime soon. Over the longer term, we believe that our portfolio companies would be able to manage through the crisis and many would emerge stronger than ever on the other side. However, getting through the crisis would be challenging for the entire world. Finally, there is Wall Street fashion risk. Our portfolios look nothing like an index. We are overweight extraordinary businesses that are competitively entrenched and that possess pricing power. As the third quarter earnings season concluded in November, we were seeing above average value growth for most of our businesses, and they were generally very bullish on their long-term prospects. In the absence of any material news many commentators have been recommending that investors reshuffle their portfolios because of tough comps, rising interest rates, and slowing real GDP growth. These shifts in investor sentiment create fantastic opportunities for us because they are based on short-term factors that have no impact on our long-term, stable value companies. Even though it hurts our short-term performance it enables us to reallocate capital into dominant businesses with larger margins of safety. As we discussed above, we consciously reallocated capital into companies that were both very discounted and whose businesses were becoming more competitively entrenched in a post-COVID world. It is analogous to what we did in the last era of extreme stock price volatility, the global financial crisis. Our portfolio composition looks different today than it did then because the nature of the crises is different, and the opportunity set is different. The core of our investment philosophy is to own companies with stable values that can compound their values over our long-term time horizon, and to own them with a margin of safety. State of the Portfolios and Prospective Returns our returns are a function of the underlying value growth of the businesses we own and the closing of the price-to-value gap. A lower price-to-value ratio means that our margin of safety is greater and that our prospective returns are higher for any given level of value growth. Our prospective returns are also higher if our value growth is higher. Combined, both drivers of our prospective returns are amongst the strongest in our firm's history. 
During the early days of the COVID-19 pandemic we experienced extreme stock price volatility, which created extraordinary opportunities for us to improve our price-to-value ratios. During 2021, our price-to-value ratios improved materially and ended the year at among the most attractive levels in our firm's history. After a year of strong double-digit returns, this combination may seem surprising. We are in this position because the decisions we made to reposition the portfolio for a post-COVID world have turned out to be even better than we thought. Through higher-than-expected value growth and capital allocation decisions we made throughout the year, our portfolios have continued to improve. As this letter is being written, all of our portfolios are fully invested in world-class businesses with stable values trading at a significant discount to intrinsic worth. As stated above, our prospective returns are among the most attractive as at any point in our firm's history. It is an excellent time for long-term investors to add capital to all of our strategies. Our culture. We are gratified to be able to share with you that Vulcan Value Partners has been recognized by pensions and investments as the best place to work in money management for the fourth consecutive year. This feat is only possible because of our strong culture. Our team members live and breathe our Vulcan values and implement them in everything we do. A detailed explanation of these values can be found on our website. They are Serve others before self. Perform with discipline. Seek excellence. Find success. Remain focused. Never compromise integrity. Walk the talk. As you know everyone at Vulcan Value Partners is required to invest in public equities through Vulcan Strategies. One of the reasons we have been able to recruit such outstanding people is that they are attracted to Vulcan Value Partners because they want to be part of something that is bigger than themselves. We are intensely competitive externally for the benefit of our client partners. However, internally we value and reward teamwork, collaboration, and community. Vulcan Value Partners runs on positive energy. Our team members are dedicated to our mission and work very hard to execute our investment philosophy and provide world-class client service. Their work is done out of passion instead of obligation. I am pleased to highlight a few of our team members who have made exceptional contributions to Vulcan Value Partners. We have three new partners this year. They are Ashley Mendelson, Louis Anderson, and Colin Casey. Ashley is our Chief Compliance Officer, and her leadership extends well beyond her job description. Louis is our controller, and his modeling is so good that he would also make an outstanding analyst. We make better decisions because of Louis. Colin became a permanent analyst two years ago. He has become a partner this year because of his thoughtful leadership and teamwork. In addition to naming three new partners, we have also promoted Taylor Klein and Brad Headley to permanent analysts. Taylor joined us a couple of years ago after having worked as a credit analyst. He made an especially important contribution to our research team during the early days of the pandemic, and he has become an excellent equity analyst. Brad has shown passion and initiative since the first day he joined Vulcan Value Partners. He is thoughtful qualitatively and able to substantiate his work quantitatively. We thank you, our client partners, for investing time to understand what we are trying to accomplish and how we are going about doing so. Your patient, Thoughtful capital enables us to have a long time horizon and execute our investment philosophy with discipline. Sincerely, C.T. Fitzpatrick, CFA, Chief Investment Officer. In the discussion that follows, we generally define material contributors and attractors as companies having a greater than 1% impact on the portfolio. Vulcan Value Partners Large Cap Review.
We purchased two new positions and exited four positions during the quarter. There were four material contributors to performance and three material detractors. Splunk Incorporated, a new purchase during the quarter, is a software company that helps customers manage and gain insights from their machine data. The company sells to many businesses including over 90% of the Fortune 100. Through its software and services, Splunk enables its customers to identify ways to increase efficiencies in real time. Splunk has the ability to incorporate unstructured data that resides both within a customer's on-premise servers and in the cloud and present the takeaways from that data in an easy-to-understand way that doesn't require the customer to be a data scientist. Splunk has consistently reported approximately 130% cloud dollar-based net retention for many years, meaning that for every dollar a customer spends with Splunk, that same customer spends $1.30 with Splunk the next year. Splunk is the clear leader in this specialized data analytics market niche. Splunk is also a material detractor during the quarter. Splunk is transitioning to selling more subscription-based and cloud business and less perpetual licenses and on-premise business. Splunk has a history of strong revenue growth and free cash flow generation, but the transition to the cloud is temporarily obscuring the underlying strength of the company. We expect its business to stabilize which should result in higher margins and revenue. The departure of the company's CEO, coupled with lower-than-expected guidance and the broader technology industry sell-off contributed to the company's stock price decline. The interim CEO, Graham Smith, has been on Splunk's board for over a decade, has been chairman since 2019, and was the former CFO of Salesforce.com. Regardless of the short-term noise, Splunk has a large and growing addressable market, a capable management team, and we expect the company's value to grow over the long term. Although Splunk was a material detractor during the quarter, we are pleased to own this outstanding business with a substantial margin of safety. AppLove Incorporation provides software solutions for mobile app developers. The company owns a portfolio of over 200 mobile games and operates an advertising platform for third-party gaming apps. The two segments create a mutually beneficial relationship. AppLovin collects and uses data gathered from its own portfolio of gaming apps to enhance its ad placement capabilities on its software platform. Recent privacy changes made by various governments and by Apple that restrict the collection of consumer data have made AppLovin's first-party data more valuable and have strengthened its competitive position. In addition, AppLovin acquired Twitter's MoPub advertising platform at a very attractive price. This acquisition provides the opportunity to add significant scale to AppLovin's existing business. In the short time since we have purchased the stock, our high opinion of management has been cemented by AppLovin's outstanding operating results and capital allocation. During the quarter, we sold our positions in Anthem Incorporated, Evolution AB, Partners Group Holding, and SAP SE to allocate capital to companies with larger margins of safety. NVIDIA Corporation was a material contributor during the quarter. We have discussed NVIDIA at length in previous quarters. Its products are at the intersection of a number of important computing trends including the movement to the cloud, artificial intelligence, autonomous vehicles, edge computing, gaming, and now, the metaverse. The company continues to outperform expectations, growing its revenue and free cash flow significantly throughout 2021, and in turn, its value is compounding quickly. KKR and Company Incorporated was another material contributor during the quarter. KKR is a global investment firm that manages multiple alternative asset classes, including private equity, infrastructure, real estate, various debt strategies, 
hedge funds, and portfolio refinancings. In a recent quarter, KKR raised $59 billion of new capital, and its management fees and fee-related revenue increased significantly. The company is outperforming our expectations, and its value is compounding more quickly than we anticipated. Lamb Research Corporation was a material contributor during the quarter. The company designs and manufactures equipment used in the fabrication of semiconductors. Consolidation and key shifts within the industry have improved the company's competitive position in the industry and are driving demand for more complex capital equipment. The company's near-term outlook improved during the quarter as customers announced plans to increase capital spending. Applied Materials, another material contributor for the quarter, provides materials engineering solutions for semiconductor fabrication equipment and manufacturing tools for advanced displays. Similar to LAM Research, Applied Materials is executing well and continuing to experience the tailwinds from consolidation and growth within the industry. Wayfair was a material detractor for the quarter. It is a leading e-commerce retailer for home goods and furnishings. Stockouts, shipping delays, and supply chain issues continue to negatively impact the company. In addition, as more stores reopen and gain foot traffic, some market share is being reclaimed by competitors. These issues, coupled with negative year-over-year comparisons caused by strong performance during the second half of 2020, have caused the company's stock price to decline. After very strong results in 2020, we expected tough comparisons in 2021 and incorporated them into our valuation. Our original long-term investment case remains unchanged. Operating margins and free cash flow generation for the year have been strong. We believe the pandemic is accelerating changes in the economy, helping Wayfair to become more competitively entrenched. Upstart Holdings Incorporated was another material detractor during the quarter. Upstart is an artificial intelligence, AI, and cloud-based lending platform. Upstart uses over 1,600 variables in its AI models. Its lending platform delivers lower default rates, higher approval rates, lower rates for consumers, and higher returns on investment for its bank and institutional clients. As former owners of FICO, we believe Upstart has the potential to be the FICO of the 21st century. Recent stock price volatility has given us an opportunity to follow our investment discipline. During the third quarter of 2021, Upstart stock price increased significantly, and we materially reduced our position in the company. Following its most recent earnings release, our value increased but Upstart stock price began to decline significantly. With a significantly improved price-to-value ratio, we added to our position in Upstart. We simply took advantage of stock price volatility to manage risk in the portfolio and improve our returns and our prospective returns. Vulcan Value Partners Small Cap Review We purchased one new position and exited three positions during the quarter. There were two material contributors to performance and four material detractors. Torch Group, a new purchase during the quarter, relieves pain points for home buyers. Buying a home is typically one of the most stressful events in a person's life. Torch began as a home services marketplace and evolved into a single ecosystem that provides customer relationship management software and services to home services businesses and an online concierge service to home buyers. The company's platform enables its home service providers to improve the customer experience and grow their businesses. Its moving concierge service provides home buyers key products and services needed when purchasing a home. These services include sourcing cable, internet, security systems, home warranties, homeowners insurance, and handyman services. 
Home buyers are introduced to porch through home service providers at the point where they are making key purchase decisions about their home. Traditional competitors typically contact home buyers through regular mail six weeks or more after they move in. This unique distribution model gives porch a key competitive advantage. Even though porch was a material detractor during the quarter, we are thrilled to be buying the company at these prices. The company reported strong performance during the most recent quarter and increased guidance. Our value increased even though its stock price decreased. Following our discipline, we added to our position. During the quarter, we sold our positions in Acuity Brands Incorporated, Boyd Group Services Incorporated, and Carlisle Companies Incorporated to allocate capital to companies with larger margins of safety. Cushman and Wakefield PLC was a material contributor during the quarter. The company is a global commercial real estate services firm that runs a highly diversified, asset light business. During the quarter, Cushman and Wakefield reported strong earnings, increased fee revenue and margins, and increased its guidance. After being negatively impacted from the global pandemic, Cushman and Wakefield's business is rebounding strongly. This great business benefits from scale, secular tailwinds, and is run by shareholder-oriented management with strong ownership. Victoria PLC, another material contributor during the quarter, is a designer, manufacturer, and distributor of flooring and accessories focused on the middle and high-end markets. The company is the largest manufacturer of carpet in the UK and the second largest in Australia. Unlike the United States, the European retail flooring market is highly fragmented which enables Victoria to maintain attractive margins. The company reported strong revenue growth and margin improvement across all of its segments. The management team allocates capital intelligently and are excellent operators. We believe Victoria will continue to grow its market share and has a tremendous opportunity to compound its value at a high rate over the long term. Serence Incorporated was a material detractor during the quarter. Serence is a premier provider of automotive voice assistance solutions using speech recognition and natural language understanding. Its technology is installed in over half of vehicles manufactured globally. Two events negatively impacted the company's stock price during the quarter. First, the global chip shortage caused management to decrease guidance for the upcoming year. Second, Serence's CEO, Sanjay Dawan, unexpectedly announced his resignation, leaving for an early-stage startup. The new CEO, Stefan Ortmans, has been with the company for 18 years, led the automotive division at Nuance Communications before it was spun out as Serence, and was responsible for 80% of Serence's revenue as its executive vice president and general manager. We believe the CEO transition will be seamless, and we have great confidence in the company going forward. Despite near-term disruption due to the chip shortage, its long-term prospects are intact. Smart Rent Incorporated was another material detractor during the quarter. Smart Rent provides both the hardware and the software that enables the digital transformation of multifamily apartments. The software is used by multifamily apartment developers and owners to provide capabilities including access control energy management, self-guided tours, video intercom, parking management, and leak detection. Renters can access a subscription-based app to manage access control and all connected devices inside their apartment. Owners experience lower operating costs and increased revenue from the renter subscription which improves property values. Its committed customer base includes many of the top multifamily operators across the country. Recent supply chain issues resulted in a decline in its stock price. 
The company's long-term investment case remains intact, and we believe Smart Rent is a competitively entrenched industry leader that will be able to compound its value at attractive rates over our long-term time horizon. Upstart Holdings Incorporated was another material detractor during the quarter. Upstart is an artificial intelligence, AI, and cloud-based lending platform. Upstart uses over 1,600 variables in its AI models. Its lending platform delivers lower default rates, higher approval rates, lower rates for consumers, and higher returns on investment for its bank and institutional clients. As former owners of FICO, we believe Upstart has the potential to be the FICO of the 21st century. Recent stock price volatility has given us an opportunity to follow our investment discipline. During the third quarter of 2021, Upstart stock price increased significantly, and we materially reduced our position in the company. Following its most recent earnings release, our value increased but Upstart stock price began to decline significantly. With a significantly improved price-to-value ratio, we added to our position in Upstart. We simply took advantage of stock price volatility to manage risk in the portfolio and improve our returns and our prospective returns. Vulcan Value Partners Focus Review We did not purchase or exit any positions during the quarter. There were four material contributors to performance and no material detractors. NVIDIA Corporation was a material contributor during the quarter. We have discussed NVIDIA at length in previous quarters. Its products are at the intersection of a number of important computing trends including the movement to the cloud, artificial intelligence, autonomous vehicles, edge computing, gaming, and now, the metaverse. The company continues to outperform expectations, growing its revenue and free cash flow significantly throughout 2021 and in turn, its value is compounding quickly. KKR and Company Incorporated was another material contributor during the quarter. KKR is a global investment firm that manages multiple alternative asset classes, including private equity, infrastructure, real estate, various debt strategies, hedge funds, and portfolio refinancings. In a recent quarter, KKR raised $59 billion of new capital, and its management fees and fee-related revenue increased significantly. The company is outperforming our expectations, and its value is compounding more quickly than we anticipated. Carlisle Group Incorporated, one of KKR's peers, also was a material contributor during the quarter. The company has deep and growing relationships with capital providers. Carlisle Group enjoys a very stable management fee stream and a proven ability to convert capital into a performance fee stream, both of which lead to a business with a stable and growing intrinsic value. In addition, the company enjoys nice tailwinds of increasing allocations to private and alternative investments. Microsoft Corporation was a material contributor during the quarter. It is one of the highest quality companies in the world. We believe it has tremendous competitive advantages in its consumer and commercial Microsoft Office products as well as in its server and tools and Azure divisions. Over the last several years, Microsoft has been implementing a successful transition from a traditional software license and maintenance revenue model to a subscription revenue model. The company remains competitively entrenched, produces strong free cash flow, and has a strong balance sheet. Vulcan Value Partners Focus Plus Review We did not write any options contracts during the quarter because we believe direct purchase of the companies we bought at the prices we paid will provide higher long-term returns. We use options to lower risk. We also make high, equity-like returns when option prices reflect higher levels of implied volatility. If exercised, 
These options give us the right to purchase stakes in companies we want to own at a lower price than the market price at the time the option was written. We would like for these options to be exercised and have set aside cash for that purpose. We employ no leverage. In effect, we are being paid double-digit returns on our cash while we wait for lower prices and a corresponding larger margin of safety. We also use options to exit positions. Generally, we write covered calls with the strike price being our estimate of fair value. As with our puts, we are being paid to do something we would do anyway at a given price. We did not purchase or exit any positions during the quarter. The reform material contributors to performance and no material detractors. NVIDIA Corporation was a material contributor during the quarter. We have discussed NVIDIA at length in previous quarters. Its products are at the intersection of a number of important computing trends including the movement to the cloud, artificial intelligence, autonomous vehicles, edge computing, gaming, and now, the metaverse. The company continues to outperform expectations, growing its revenue and free cash flow significantly throughout 2021, and in turn, its value is compounding quickly. KKR and Company Incorporated was another material contributor during the quarter. KKR is a global investment firm that manages multiple alternative asset classes, including private equity, infrastructure, real estate, various debt strategies, hedge funds, and portfolio refinancings. In a recent quarter, KKR raised $59 billion of new capital, and its management fees and fee-related revenue increased significantly. The company is outperforming our expectations, and its value is compounding more quickly than we anticipated. Carlisle Group Incorporated, one of KKR's peers, also was a material contributor during the quarter. The company has deep and growing relationships with capital providers. Carlisle Group enjoys a very stable management fee stream and a proven ability to convert capital into a performance fee stream, both of which lead to a business with a stable and growing intrinsic value. In addition, the company enjoys nice tailwinds of increasing allocations to private and alternative investments. Microsoft Corporation was a material contributor during the quarter. It is one of the highest quality companies in the world. We believe it has tremendous competitive advantages in its consumer and commercial Microsoft Office products as well as in its server and tools and Azure divisions. Over the last several years, Microsoft has been implementing a successful transition from a traditional software license and maintenance revenue model to a subscription revenue model. The company remains competitively entrenched, produces strong free cash flow, and has a strong balance sheet. Vulcan Value Partners All Cap Review we purchased two new positions and exited two positions during the quarter. There were three material contributors to performance and two material detractors. Splunk Incorporated, a new purchase during the quarter, is a software company that helps customers manage and gain insights from their machine data. The company sells to many businesses including over 90% of the Fortune 100. Through its software and services, Splunk enables its customers to identify way to increase efficiencies in real time. Splunk has the ability to incorporate unstructured data that resides both within a customer's on-premise servers and in the cloud and present the takeaways from that data in an easy-to-understand way that doesn't require the customer to be a data scientist. Splunk has consistently reported approximately 130% cloud dollar-based net retention for many years, meaning that for every dollar a customer spends with Splunk, that same customer spends $1.30 with Splunk the next year. Splunk is the clear leader in this specialized data analytics market niche. Splunk is also a material detractor during the quarter. 
Splunk is transitioning to selling more subscription-based in-cloud business and less perpetual licenses and on-premise business. Splunk has a history of strong revenue growth and free cash flow generation, but the transition to the cloud is temporarily obscuring the underlying strength of the company. We expect its business to stabilize which should result in higher margins and revenue. The departure of the company's CEO, coupled with lower-than-expected guidance and the broader technology industry sell-off contributed to the company's stock price decline. The interim CEO, Graham Smith, has been on Splunk's board for over a decade, has been chairman since 2019, and was the former CFO of Salesforce.com. Regardless of the short-term noise, Splunk has a large and growing addressable market, a capable management team, and we expect the company's value to grow over the long term. Although Splunk was a material detractor during the quarter, we are pleased to own this outstanding business with a substantial margin of safety. App. Loving Corporation provides software solutions for mobile app developers. The company owns a portfolio of over 200 mobile games and operates an advertising platform for third-party gaming apps. The two segments create a mutually beneficial relationship. App Lovin collects and uses data gathered from its own portfolio of gaming apps to enhance its ad placement capabilities on its software platform. Recent privacy changes made by various governments and by Apple that restrict the collection of consumer data have made App Lovin's first-party data more valuable and have strengthened its competitive position. In addition, App Lovin acquired Twitter's MoPub advertising platform at a very attractive price. This acquisition provides the opportunity to add significant scale to App Lovin's existing business. In the short time since we have purchased the stock, our high opinion of management has been cemented by App Lovin's outstanding operating results and capital allocation. During the quarter, we sold our positions in ISSAS and Anthem Incorporated to allocate capital to companies with larger margins of safety. NVIDIA Corporation was a material contributor during the quarter. We have discussed NVIDIA at length in previous quarters. Its products are at the intersection of a number of important computing trends including the movement to the cloud, artificial intelligence, autonomous vehicles, edge computing, gaming, and now, the metaverse. The company continues to outperform expectations, growing its revenue and free cash flow significantly throughout 2021 and in turn, its value is compounding quickly. KKR and Company Incorporated was another material contributor during the quarter. KKR is a global investment firm that manages multiple alternative asset classes, including private equity, infrastructure, real estate, various debt strategies, hedge funds, and portfolio refinancings. In a recent quarter, KKR raised $59 billion of new capital, and its management fees and fee-related revenue increased significantly. The company is outperforming our expectations, and its value is compounding more quickly than we anticipated. Cushman and Wakefield PLC was a material contributor during the quarter. The company is a global commercial real estate services firm that runs a highly diversified, asset-light business. During the quarter, Cushman and Wakefield reported strong earnings, increased fee revenue and margins, and increased its guidance. After being negatively impacted from the global pandemic, Cushman and Wakefield's business is rebounding strongly. This great business benefits from scale, secular tailwinds, and is run by shareholder-oriented management with strong ownership. Wayfair was a material detractor for the quarter. It is a leading e-commerce retailer for home goods and furnishings. Stockouts, shipping delays, and supply chain issues continue to negatively impact the company. In addition, as more stores reopen and gain foot traffic, 
some market share is being reclaimed by competitors. These issues, coupled with negative year-over-year comparisons caused by strong performance during the second half of 2020, have caused the company's stock price to decline. After very strong results in 2020, we expected tough comparisons in 2021 and incorporated it into our valuation. Our original long-term investment case remains unchanged. Operating margins and free cash flow generation for the year have been strong. We believe the pandemic is accelerating changes in the economy, helping Wayfair to become more competitively entrenched. Upstart Holdings Incorporated was another material detractor during the quarter. Upstart is an artificial intelligence, AI, and cloud-based lending platform. Upstart uses over 1,600 variables in its AI models. Its lending platform delivers lower default rates, higher approval rates, lower rates for consumers, and higher returns on investment for its bank and institutional clients. As former owners of FICO, we believe Upstart has the potential to be the FICO of the 21st century. Recent stock price volatility has given us an opportunity to follow our investment discipline. During the third quarter of 2021, Upstart stock price increased significantly, and we materially reduced our position in the company. Following its most recent earnings release, our value increased but Upstart stock price began to decline significantly. With a significantly improved price-to-value ratio, we added to our position in Upstart. We simply took advantage of stock price volatility to manage risk in the portfolio and improve our returns and our prospective returns. Closing Our price-to-value ratios are at very attractive levels in every one of our investment strategies, and our value growth has never been higher. Our portfolio companies have emerged from the COVID-19 crisis more competitively entrenched than before the crisis. We are fully invested, and our portfolios are at maximum concentration levels. Mr. Market is nervous and our opportunity set is growing as a result. We are grateful to you, our client partners, for your patient capital and shared long-term time horizon. We encourage you to add capital now. Our short-term results might well be bumpy but our prospective long-term returns look compelling. We hope to see more of you in person in 2022 and we wish you and your families a happy, healthy, and prosperous new year. The Vulcan Value Partners Investment Team C.T. Fitzpatrick, CFA McGavick Dunbar, CFA F. Hampton McFadden Jr., CFA Stephen W. Simmons, CFA